What's up, you guys? Sean Ross app. It is Fightful.com. It is October 21st, 2021. This is your crown jewel post show. Uh, before we get started, I just want to uh, reiterate the super chat donations for this show will go to a worthy cause, as will be the case on the distraction uh, that, that follows this. I am joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? We're, we're doing a day game today. It's been a long day, honestly. You know, yeah. so I got to tell you right now, I didn't watch the pre-show at all. Yeah, I like know. at all. So I I'm sorry. That. I apologize ahead of time. I literally had my alarm was ringing from seven to eight. I on the dot at eight, I woke up and I put on the peacock and I was like, the pre-show is on. I tweeted and I went back to sleep and then I completely forgot that they were even going to have a match on the pre-show. Like completely slipped my brain and I was like, I'm going to wake up and be ready by nine. And by the time the show started, I was finally sitting in front of my computer. Denise. Sorry, Sean. I, I it's okay. It's all right. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. We have a bunch of interviews that have dropped this week. Uh, Marina Shafir and Tom Lawler ahead of Bloodsport. Diana Perrazzo ahead of Bound for Glory. Lots of great stuff there. And uh, today on Fightful, we actually dropped the full, uh, full uh, Free the Narrative 2 feature that had Adam Scher, the former Braun Strowman, against EC3. Uh, it is way different than anything you have ever watched. I encourage you guys to check that out as well. I'll have some more Braun Strowman news for you guys eventually, but... You know, Denise, the most important thing that we've learned this week. Which is? You know it's all about the But. Sean, I already saw that on Twitter and I was already annoyed on Twitter. And now you're bringing it to this show when we have nine matches to get into. And we still got to take time to talk well, about this butt stuff. Well, you know, the interesting thing about every single one of these matches Every participant has a butt. You know it's all about the butt. They also have nipples and toes and ah, feet and mouth, hair, maybe maybe eyeballs, noses, mouths. Mm. JJ says, thanks, SRS and Denise, for being the lead into the distraction. This is a great show. Only one show, but WDB getting heads out of butts. Hey, well, you know it's all about the butt. Um, Charles says all the men should have wrestled covered neck to toe as well. Just picture Lesnar. That would have been pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> everybody wearing like the old Ray Mysterio body suits and all that yeah. stuff. You know what it reminds me of? Remember like P or PE days, but like in the cold when it was like winter and you had to put like something underneath your PE clothes. Yeah. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Charles Hall, you're or actually, uh, it was Matt Payne says great show today. I want red woods ready to rumble shirts from his Twitter picture it's all about the butt. And 69 Names Deegan is all about the butt. She says, to be fair, Denise, I didn't even know there was a pre-show. Dead ass was on the bus home. It was a decent show, but with context, minus 9.99 out of 10. Well, the quality of the actual matches on the show, you know, other stuff aside, which we have spoken about at length, this was a, I thought, a really good show. Like, I thought it was really good. 
It was honestly a pretty good show. And I also want to like, I think that one of the things that I was talking about, like on the pre-show and on the We're Live Pal show was that I was kind of like a little bit like worried about like the audience and how they were going to sort of maybe take away from some of the matches. And I got to say, they did polar opposite of that. They went out there and they were hot throughout the entire show. And this was a good show, but it was a long show as well. Uh, It wasn't easy, like, I'm sure it wasn't easy for a lot of people to sit to sit through the entire thing. Um, it was long. It was honestly, it felt very long. Carlos has been a while since I was able to catch a review live, but wanted to contribute to charity or charity. Definitely the best blood money pay per view they've done. Well, we kicked it off with the kickoff match. The Usos beat the Hurt Business. I know you didn't get to see this, but um, there were a lot of like missed moves, like the the kicks that missed by like a mile. And to me. I've seen so many more, so many better tag team matches in WWE. It was like, oh, all right. Well, we got a bit of an interpromotional match. It's fine. It's okay. Whatever. But um, they they were probably bringing the Hurt Business over for the main event match. They're like, let's, or not the Hurt Business. They, they were bringing them over for the, the Goldberg match, and they were bringing Usos over. So they're like, I oh, might as well have a match. I'm okay with them booking this, Denise. Which is interesting, too, because uh, you, know, you saying that there was a lot of, you know, missed spots during this is interesting because all of those guys are always pretty spot on whenever they go out there and they do stuff. It was very surprising. Uh, Usos pick up the win. David says, first time watching you both live due to being in the UK. Well, welcome. Glad you're here. Oscar says, actually renewed WWE Network for the first time since the Royal Rumble. Had a good time, honestly. Surpassed my expectations for a Saudi show. That it did for me, too. Uh, usually on these, I expect at least two matches that I or well, well beyond two matches that I'm like, eh. To me, the Queen's Crown was eh, and the the kickoff match was okay. Other than that, everything was pretty good. Honestly, I liked everything. I agree with you. I didn't necessarily like uh, the Queen's Crown match. I didn't necessarily like the men's tag team match either. The RK Bro AJ Omas. Sure. I thought that one could have been like a lot better. Uh, but everything else, honestly, I'm looking at the rest of the card, and everything else was really, really good. Well, let's go ahead and uh, and talk about this show. Uh, Sheldon says, "Surprise, Peacock didn't mess up at all. It didn't mess up at all for me." This show kicked off with one of the best matches of the year, in my opinion. Hell in a Cell, Edge, and Seth Rollins. I was in love with this match. We're going to get into it, but Denise, what were your impressions? All right, I got to be honest. This match was... What, okay, I haven't even said anything, Sean. I'm just this waiting match, for you to say something crazy, Denise. Okay, no, it's not crazy. This match was really good. Uh, both guys went out there, and they were creative, and they were fun, and they did so much cool stuff, and you know, we'll talk about some of those, but I'll be real with you. It was a long, long match in the sense that I kind of felt that, you know, going into the rest of the show, I think I want to say that I'm not entirely sure that it was the best thing to put this match right at the beginning because it kind of like was a weird pace going from this really long match into everything else that we went to later on. And it's one of those things where it's like really just like nitpicky stuff because it really was a long show. And when you start off with such a long match and you still got all of this other stuff you have to go through, it is it's an interesting pace when you're watching the show. That it is, uh, but I adored this match. I could not have liked it much more. Um, for all the complaining I'm going to do about camera cuts tonight, I think they helped out the, the finish of the match, which was a curb stomp onto a chair because it was missed a little bit, but the camera cut actually uh, protected it a little bit, so that was awesome. 
there were some incredible spots in here. Tables, ladders, and camels, Denise. Am I supposed to laugh at your your joke? Yes, there were it camels on, I, I here. I saw it on Twitter. Before yeah, I know. Talk I saw about the, match. the camels. The before camels we were even, the real draw of this whole show. You know it's all about that. But. Sean, you're hurting people's ears. Good. You know we love our humps here at Fightful. They do the entrances and there's damn camels out there. Now we should probably save the camel talk until uh, the RK Bro thing, but camels, that's a hell of a set. Do you remember that Black Eyed Peas Fergie song? So it's like, my humps. Yes, my that humps. was the joke. My lovely. That was a joke, Denise. Am I supposed to oh. laugh? Sorry, I did. I didn't know. Sorry. I didn't think about it until afterwards. My bad. This, this match was so cool. It makes me kind of wish they would do tables, ladders, and cells where it's like where you've got like something hanging from the top of the cell and you've got a bunch of tables, ladders, and chairs within there. Surround the whole damn ring with tables for all I care. Like there was some really cool stuff. The, the Seth Rollins uh, pinball spot off the cage was one of my favorite table spots I've ever seen. There's a table outside. Seth Rollins flies off the top rope, bounces off the cage through a table. Unbelievable. They're ripping uh, chairs apart and and using them on each other. Joel Wood says that Seth Rollins finally redeems himself from the last time in the cell. There were a lot of callbacks in this from Seth Rollins using the pedigree, Edge using the the unprettier, which they say is his move, which is the dumbest shit. Like, just say Christian. Who could who could possibly care? Uh, it does lean a little bit into, hey, if you remember, this guy knows somebody who did this move an awful lot. But I still really, really enjoyed it. What did you think of the body of this match? All right. So the th the things that I want to talk about in terms of what actually went down in this match is first and foremost, thank God they did not kick off this Hell in a Cell match with a lockup. I was literally yes. keeping an eye out for that. I was like, come on, guys. Do not disappoint me. We're in a freaking Hell in a Cell. The story that you guys have been telling, uh, please get this match started hot. And they oh. did just that, which ed with Edge literally going right into the attack on Seth Rollins. I really, really enjoyed that. I like that they brought in the... Uh, that they accumulated the weapons uh, right at the beginning of this Hell in a Cell match, like straight off the bat, you started to see, you know, the use of the chairs. You started to use this, the the use of the uh, the, the little steel bar from the actual chair. That um, the table spot, which you mentioned, I absolutely loved. Uh, you know, Seth's pedigree, I enjoyed that too. And then right after that, like Edge came at him with a spear, which was kind of like a really cool uh, sequence during this match. I love these. I love these sunset power bomb from the ladder to the table, from Seth to Edge. That was dope as well. Uh, I really liked when Seth also wrapped around that chain around yes. his foot and literally just, like, kicked Edge right smack into the face. I liked that. Um, Edge hitting him in the balls with the chair. Cool. All of that out. Uh, him choking him afterwards with the chain and with the wrench. I thought that was a pretty... Uh, was pretty unique especially it really falls in line with a lot of what edge has been doing the last couple of months and you know yeah. shades of what we saw at wrestlemania and even prior to wrestlemania and all of that stuff so i gotta say that you know the way that edge won with the stomp as well it was pretty uh poetic in terms of like the storytelling throughout the match they did a really good job and this is the thing too that I do want to give props to Seth Rollins here because he's one of those guys that I feel like no matter who he's in the ring with, no matter um, what,
what positioning he is on the card, he always brings a certain of ex- a certain level of excitement to his matches. I liked this match more than the one that we saw at SummerSlam. And I know that's saying a lot too, because at SummerSlam match, a lot of people liked it. For me, I was a little bit a little bit out of it during that match at SummerSlam, just because there had already been so much going on sure. that I was a little bit, I was a little bit tired. I'm not gonna lie. But you know, so for me, this match stood out a whole lot more. And I thought that they utilized the the, the cell, the weapons, and the story all in one very well. Uh, there was a moment, though, and you were talking about how you were going to, you know, basically talk about the, the the camera cuts throughout this entire show. For me, I don't know. I think I'm used to it, man, because it wasn't even that noticeable to me, except for during this match, because there was a moment where the hard cam literally was just like, this is what you were seeing, like people just shaking on TV, like shaking. And it I was, don't know. It was it mounted was in the cage, I think. There it was mounted go. in the cage. I think there was like some sort of control set up. I'm going to find out more on that on Fightful Select dot com which had the entire lineup for tonight posted as well as a big surprise for later that denise did not read (laughs) that you didn't read so i was asleep sorry sean the the thing that i wish wd would do is stop leaning into all the rematches not for this this was fine but because wd does so many damn rematches all the time and every combination of every wrestler when they say the trilogy match it doesn't mean a damn thing to me when they're telling me that it's the it's the trilogy, well, all right. I've seen five Liv Morgan and Carmella matches. Not and we're gonna see we're probably gonna see more somehow. Do you think we're officially done seeing Edge and Seth Rollins? Like no. this is officially it. No, I bet we, we see it on be. Raw. I bet we see this on Raw. Even Rosenberg on the pre-show was like, Oh, I think this is it. Seth Rollins or Edge is moving on to Raw, and then Matt Camp was like, Bro, Edge is like Edge and Seth Rollins are both moving to Raw. Like, and and who can blame Rosenberg after the last three weeks for not knowing who's on what brand? I certainly don't yet. But no, I think they'll do it on a random ass Raw. I think they'll do AJ and Omos Monday as well against RK Bro. I think they'll do that on on Monday. I think a lot of these matches will happen again Friday, Monday, or next Friday. Well, sure. for they for their sake, at least speaking for this Hell in a Cell match, they ended it in a very nice way. Just leave it there. This was a damn near perfect match for me. I put this like I don't do a lot of match ratings, but I'll pretty much let you guys know when I see something ten out of ten. This was ten out of ten for me. I loved it. Loved I just it. realized something. Remember, I've been using the camel emoji for those hump oh, yeah. things that you say. You gotta give it a couple of camels. How many camels do you give it? I give it. Uh, well, it depends on on my scale. I'd give it. I'd give it ten humps. Ten humps. Ten humps. Is your scale out of ten? Like one out yes. of ten? Yes. All right. Cool. Sunny B says, "Couldn't watch the show because I'm at work, but listening to you all live. What I need to go watch. You guys are awesome. Fightful. Uh, the last two matches and King, Xavier winning King of the Ring is fun, and then the the Hell in a Cell for sure." Rob Wilkins says, on my way to Chicago, wanted to donate to a good cause. Check out Sean's interview with Diana, Joel Pearl, and I'll be revo- recording a new retro review next week. Yeah, guys, when you subscribe to Fightful Select, you just don't you don't just get all the, the news. You get, uh, I think, seven weekly shows and dozens of retro reviews in our archives from all kinds of events. Tyree said, Seth threw the table and it hit the cage. I Maybe I missed that. Maybe I missed that. Good match. Really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun. They followed that up with Mustafa Ali or Mustafa Ali against Mansoor. And this was solid. This is what I expected it to be. 
it didn't they didn't have the the reuniting that I was hoping at the end, but they did have something that was very very special for the local audience. So I can kind of forgive them for that because they were very self aware in this situation. As far as the match goes, we knew Mansoor was winning this. We knew it. Mustafa Ali is so good, and uh, Mansoor doesn't need anybody to carry him, Denise. But having Mustafa Ali in there against you has to give you some incredible confidence. This was kind of pro wrestling 101. The hometown guy goes over. And and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I like this match a whole lot. I thought it was a lot better than I and I wasn't I'm not saying I'm I'm not when I say that it was a lot better than I expected, I wasn't expecting it to be bad whatsoever. It was just better than I expected. I really like the story that they did here, especially, you know, going back and forth. Both of these guys got plenty of stuff in. I want to give a shout out to Ali's look because I thought he came in here, you know, with the eyeliner and the braids and he just looked, he looked pretty sick. I liked his look for today. Um, There was a moment where Mustafa Ali literally pulled uh, the ring apron and Mansoor just like slipped right through that. I really liked that. I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, I like that tornado DDT from Mustafa Ali. That was pretty uh, uh, that was pretty shy, pretty killer. I liked the back and forth. I liked them uh, talking. To, I liked them talking about Mansoor's neck, especially right after that moonsault that he did, and really playing to that during this match. I liked that. Uh, I liked the neck breaker as well from Mansoor. That was cool, and do, him doing that right after Mansoor hit him with the four fifty. That was a really fun way to end it. Um, afterwards, when Mustafa Ali attacked him after this match. I thought, man, they can't have, they can't let Mansoor yeah. <laughs> have this moment. Again, I didn't know there was going to be the surprise or anything like that. And then finally, like the, I hear the music and I'm like, what the hell? Like who the hell's going to come out? And so, we'll, you know, we'll the talk guy about that. Out. We'll talk okay, about that momentarily. We'll talk about that. Jojo says, why break up Mansoor and Ali? No tag teams. Well, there are tag teams, especially on SmackDown. Garza and Humberto, Madcap Moss and Corbin, New Day, Boogs and Nakamura, Jinder and Shanky. Uh, Viking Raiders, Usos. There aren't a lot of great teams, but there are teams. Uh, but I think they could have used them. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So as Fightful Select reported this morning, please subscribe. It's only 16 cents a day. We're going to have a list of producers for this show as well. We reported that uh, the Olympic medalist uh, karate player Tara Hamade was planned in some capacity. Now, for those of you who were like, <laughs> karate player, that's what, that's what they're called. They're called karate players, karate practitioners. I saw a lot of people giving... Uh, Michael Cole grief about that. That's just normal. 
Ricardo Rodriguez even tweeted afterwards. He's like, I've lived in the Middle East for like two years, and that's just what they call combat sports athletes here. He came out, and he had the dressing around his face, and as soon as he uncorked that, Denise, everybody there knew who he was. Now, granted, the home audience did not. This wasn't for them. This wasn't for them, and that is completely okay. Holy shit, what a reaction for this guy. Olympic silver medalist threw one hell of a kick at Mustafa Ali. Again, if you want somebody to take that kick, it's Mustafa Ali. I thought this was awesome. I thought this was great, too, because obviously, like you said, this wasn't for us. I had no idea who he is. Like, I I, yeah. I was relying on commentary to tell me because I legitimately had no idea. Uh, so when they did this, I thought, you know what, hell yeah. Like, obviously, it's something that, you know, the crowd, given their response, it actually meant something because they totally, like, he had a nice reaction. I thought it was cool. All of this was perfectly harmless. You got to do something special for the town. That was yeah. great. Mr. Andrew says it's so upsetting that they can put on a good show like this every week by giving fans what they want with babyface wins, but they choose not to. Whew, did you see that Renee Young interview with Ariel Hawani? I have not yet. When did that come out? Uh, today. And Renee oh, okay. talks about Vince screaming in her ear for not calling Tyson Fury the lineal world champion and said that she ruined the whole thing because she forgot that and she... I could not fathom speaking to anybody like that, much less somebody that I work with or works for me. Holy Except Denise Alcedo. You, yeah. you mute me all the time, Sean. Don't don't act my don't act don't 69 names. Deegan says, so does 10 humps mean five camels with two humps each? Or 10 individual camels with singular humps? <laughs> I need to know these details. Do camels have more than two humps? Do any of them well, have I saw an emo. Okay, so if you go on your emojis, there's one camel with one hump, and then there's a camel with two humps. Oh. So I don't know. I just know this off of emojis. You know, I'm gonna go camels with two humps because it'd feel like it'd be easier to like ride ride them. You know what I mean? Oh, you want a hump in the front and the hump in the back? <laughs> yeah, everybody when they're riding their hump needs needs some security. <laughs> oh, David Dickers says. Talking about camera shots that are weird, I think they're dr they drank some bad rice champagne when Ballard did his waving overall. Rice champagne. Show. I don't know. Uh, hashtag mute Denise, please and thank you. Remember, guys, uh, if you go to full gear, take your mute Denise signs with you. Daniel Brown says Ali is awesome. He should get the Daniel Bryan treatment from fans and get pushed to the top and won't let down. Sad Vince is clueless. I wish he would. Um, so he tweeted that he was going to donate the proceeds from this. Uh, this event to charity. And I had multiple coworkers of his that sent me that tweet or just were referring to it and said, best guy in wrestling. So um, that, that makes me happy. That makes me happy. Antoine says, Mr. Sands of time. Buy the shirt now at shop.fightful.com. But won't miss a Fightful post show. Thanks for all you do, Sean and Denise. Work's almost over. I might watch certain parts. Certain parts of it are worth watching. Uh, glad that you're you're tuning in. We get more viewers from the UK here live. I love it. Dominic says, finally able to join you. Love the work you guys do. I'm an AEW stand, but thought this show was great. It it was. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. But let's move on. We had RK Bro defeating AJ and Omos. This was just fine to me. It's an eight minute match where they kind of have to work around Omos an awful lot. 
and then Randy Orton and, and Riddle get the win. The most notable thing, Denise, was I'm, I'm even going to pull it up. Riddle riding into the, the ring on a camel as Randy Orton. <laughs> Bro, that camel had a shit ton of attitude, too. He was looking all like diva-ish. He was like, mm. Yes. I, I've heard backstage rumors that that camel has attitude problems. I heard that he spit on somebody, Denise, if you could believe such a thing. Is that llamas? Do camels spit? How the hell would I know? I Damn. Know. I just know that camels know. have big eyelashes. They do have big eyelashes. That's all I know. Man, I know jealous? animal expert. Are you jealous? Of what? The the luscious eyelashes from the camel. Sure. I don't Some want Some people long like those eyelashes. long lashes. Kyle Collins see, says. They get in your way when you don't curl them. They're like this. <laughs> oh, God. Joel says the camel will be sent back to developmental learn how to bump. Learn how to bump on those humps. Kyle says Riddle's camera or camel or uh, Rusev's tank. You got to go with Rusev's tank. Got to go with it. But this was very fun. This is a fine match. Sure. Honestly, I, I, I could care less about this one. I'm sorry, but I've I mean, seen I, it. Did not care. I like so the ending with the floating bro. Cool. It thumbs feels, up. It. it feels like we've watched this match a hundred times and we actually haven't. We've seen it SummerSlam in here. But because we've seen so many damn combinations of this match, Denise, we saw Riddle and Omos, and we saw uh, Riddle and AJ like two or three times, and we saw Orton come out. Like, they booked this in, in reverse a lot. I, I get it. I understand. But I, I just, it was, it was okay. It was fine. I didn't regret watching this. I want to move on from, I want to move on from this total well, now, story with them. Now what they'll do is they'll move on to RK-Bro and Street Profits, which they did last week. 69 names. Deegan says, I don't care. Randy standing ahead. So much fun. That's what it's all about. Brandon Charles Powell says, Camel, the next diva champion. <laughs> Jesus. And Timothy says, Bactrian camels in Central Asia have two humps. Dromedary camels, camels in the Middle East have one. Well, I guess we're rocking with 10 camels. Thank you for well, the... Go ahead. I like the dromedy one. The dromedy camel sounds like really fun. Sure, sure. Sounds like I a mean, dramatic camel. You always learn something here on these Fightful Post shows. That's for damn sure. Uh, RK Bro get the win. I like the finish. Then we get the Queen's Crown Tournament Finals, Zelina and Dewdrop. So, Denise, this is what I had heard was the destination, I think, three weeks ago when this thing started. The, the night it started, I heard Zelina's going to win this thing. And I thought somebody was jerking my chain. Zelina, prior to a month ago, had been booked by WWE to lose 13 straight television matches. Somebody said, well, hopefully this means that they're going to lead to a push. No, what I think will happen, Denise, is that after this match, which I did not enjoy, um, I thought it was kind of slow. Um, I thought Zelina was fine in it, but this was not, I, I didn't think this was a, a great performance by Dewdrop. A little bit, it was plodding in the ring. Um, now, granted, not in your regular gear. Just got off a crazy-ass flight. Who knows? I, I like her her work otherwise. What I think WWE will do is be like, oh, well, she's the first Queen's Crown winner. Now we can have her lose all the time, and she'll wear the crown and wave, and nobody will care because that's her character. Not, not winning, just this. All right, so I don't have a problem with Zelina winning this tournament. Honestly, that's not even like, yeah, I don't care. My, my whole thing is just like, 
it, I don't feel like I'm a bigger fan. Like, I feel like this tournament should have been used to make you like look at the competitors, competitors and say, wow, you know, the others are great. Like, oh, I'm a fan of this person now. You know, I don't feel I feel very, very indifferent. I don't feel like anything in this tournament to me stood out to where I'm like, you know what? Oh, my God. Like this person came out looking great out of this tournament. This person came out looking great out of this tournament. Man, Zelina came out looking great out of this tournament. Dude, drop. I didn't feel any of that. This felt very just nonchalantly like thrown in there whatever whatever the options are are what the options are and I had a feeling that Zelina was going to win this last week when she tried on the crown and it like fit perfectly on her I was like all right cool so the crown is fitted for Zelina there we go now we know uh she's winning uh but I did have a feeling that they were going to go with Dewdrop because I did think that they were going to make her you know act silly as the the queen I had a feeling that we're going to do that uh I think that this actually gives Zelina a purpose some sort of story that she didn't have prior to this so I actually think that this works out for Zelina it's just a matter of the fact that the tournament was kind of didn't really mean anything nothing really stood out to me and we already know why I wonder if Dewdrop wasn't allowed to dance on the way what to the ring she was she didn't dance, oh, she didn't on the way dance? The I didn't notice so that I, that's that's me wondering I'm not not saying but I don't know man just, I don't know what the rules are over there th- this wasn't great and I've seen Zelina in the ring she can go Dewdrop can go but this tournament, this tournament was, this was also disheartening. And before I get people saying, oh, new to WWE, huh? No, I just, I, I, I don't take that, that apathetic approach to everything. I like to hope that one day they're going to do better. And for a while with the women, they were doing a lot better. And at times, like the semi-main event tonight, they do better. But this, this wasn't it. Jojo says, was this WWE's way of making it up to Zelina for the SmackDown Super Show? If so, she deserves it. I think she's talented, but they book her terribly. Now, I don't I don't want to speak for Zelina. My family did not go through what hers did, losing someone in 9-11, but maybe this, this helps a little bit. I feel like it'd be hard to replicate being on the 20-year anniversary show of 9-11 in Madison Square Garden and having that taken away from you. It's hard to believe that any accolade could could sort of fix that. But I'm, I'm not Zelina and I don't want to speak for her. But she deserves better than what they had booked her for uh, since she came back. As do many of these people. I second that. Robert says, just wanted to donate. Keep up the great work, guys. Well, thank you so much. And David Dickers says, for education, dromedary one hump, camel two hump. Okay. Man, I love that we have a bunch of people that know about camels because clearly we, our camel knowledge is lacking. If, if there's anything that we have here, it is hump enthusiasts. Everybody here loves the hump. No comment. CM says, it's hard to care when all the matches combined are less time than the Omega Danielson match. Yeah, I get that for sure. And they should have been longer and they should have been better. And Shayna Baszler's, Shayna Baszler should have been booked better. There's a whole lot of stuff that should have happened. Tony Storm probably should have won her match. Either Tony or uh, Liv should have won their match, quite frankly. Seven matches, Sean. Seven matches. It's embarrassing. Totality didn't even hit 20 minutes. Jimmy Boutros says, first time, long time. Never get to watch you guys live and in, in the U- as I'm in the UK, but wanted to say you guys are great, and here's some money for charity. Well, thank you, Jimmy. We greatly appreciate you. If you all want to send a super chat, it's at dollar sign below. It greatly helps us. 
If you want to subscribe to us and and don't want to uh, do so on this show, uh, go to FightfulSelect.com. I posted a bunch of contract news this week, uh, some news about uh, an MLW talent, a top MLW talent whose contract is up. We broke the news that Daniel Garcia was signed full-time. I know a lot of people said, oh, well, he said it on Evil Uno's blog. There are multiple tiers to that. There are a lot of people who have said, oh, I'm signed to AEW and weren't signed full-time. He signed full-time. AEW confirmed it a little bit later. We had some more detail on Lee Moriarty's deal. And I think I might post some more negotiation contract news pretty soon. How about that? And we're going to have a bunch of news emerging out of Bound for Glory this weekend, too. A big show there. Uh, so make sure you guys check out FightfulSelect.com. I'm Malucha says, called out of work because I'm not feeling well, but amped to get to ha- hang out with Hollywood Ca- Cabeza. Cabeza. Cabeza Salcedo and the Dong Lord. Was Seth Rollins and Edge worth watching? Hashtag SRS. Hashtag Mute Denise. Hashtag. You know what's all about life. But. My yes. ears, Sean. Listen, blame Kyler, our great social media guy. Tell him to make me another clip with the volume down a little bit. There yeah, we go. Yeah, my ears. There we <laughs> go. There we go. Uh, yes, Seth Rollins versus... Uh... Who are we talking about? The camels? <laughs> I hope they're talking about the camels. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. That's not uh, my, the worst thing I've seen. No, no, same here. Unreal. Like oh. the thing is, the <laughs> you said you wanted more complimentary messages, right? Wait, what the frick is this? <laughs> what is going on on Wrestle Talk? What rumors are they putting out there? <sighs> well, I mean. I'll tell you one thing. That's not something that they they copied and pasted from Fightful Select. (laughs) Anyway, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Okay, so Goldberg moved very slow in this match. I just want to say that. But outside of that, I thought this was pretty damn good. Uh, He did not kill Bobby Lashley, Denise. He did not kill Bobby. People in the back. Well, he's a liar. First off, he's a liar. Because he did not kill Bobby Lashley. Also, I really think there was a good story to be told here. And like Bobby and like Bill Goldberg on his last, last run, him not being that, that monster anymore and him being like, I'm slowing down. I don't know if I can keep up. I want to see if I can. Basically, Rocky Balboa in 2006. I think that would have been a great story. But because they've went title match, title match, title match, and he's won a bunch of them, I don't think that's a story that would satisfy a lot of people. It would satisfy some. But this, I was fine with. I, You know, I would prefer Lashley go over. But you know what? Whatever. Goldberg's working overtime right now anyway. He was only scheduled to have two matches this year as it was. This is a harmless match. It wasn't for a title. It was no holds barred. On a Saudi show, they were happy to see him. He did good. He didn't almost actually kill anybody. He didn't kill anybody as his character said i love the hell out of this match all right so i agree and i think given after how things went down at SummerSlam, that was such a god-awful match i think they had to give goldberg a little something here have him actually win this match because if not people just keep like 
you know, these just keeps being the butt of the joke. But I love this match. And what I particularly liked is that what have we been hearing the last couple of weeks? That Goldberg is going to kill Bobby Lashley, right? That's what we've been hearing. So I really liked this small touch. And it went a long way for me because when this match started, the first thing that we saw was that Bobby Lashley brought a chain with him. And why the hell not? This man has been saying that he's going to kill you. You're going to go in there all willy-nilly and not have any sort of, you know, weapon with you if a man says he's trying to kill you. So I really like that they had that little, like, extra touch to him. And then um, there was a lot more that I liked, and I'll just talk about a couple of those. And I liked pretty much, like, Everything that they did, you know, with the usage of the weapons and all of that. And then there was a moment, too, and this also adds to the whole story about uh, Goldberg wanting to kill Bobby Lashley. When Goldberg hits him with the jackhammer and does not does not go for the pin right away, I like that small little touch, too. Why? Because he said he was going to kill him. And granted, he didn't end up necessarily killing him killing him but this made sense to me it made sense for him not to go for the pin right away uh because he actually wanted to kill poor bob um i did like uh i did like uh when the hurt business came out i liked how easily uh goldberg essentially just kind of raced him from the picture back and forth him and uh bobby lashley going at it with the kendo sticks and i wasn't expecting that spear from the top of the ramp to the bottom oh i marked i didn't like i love that instantly like when he when he hit it because of the camera angle that we were seeing, it looks so badass. Afterwards, with all of the replays, it kind of took a little bit out of it because you could obviously see the big old crash pad and all of that. Whatever, right? But that was such an awesome way to finish this match, and I thought it made I thought it made uh, Goldberg look dominant, and it also didn't. I mean. Bobby Lashley got literally speared through a ramp. I'm not going to blame a guy for not getting out of that, you know? Yeah. So I like so, this. I thought this was a fine match. So a couple a couple of my only issues involved the kendo stick. Goldberg did not do Lashley any favors on that first strike. Like, Lashley had to hold it up here like this, like forever waiting on Goldberg. And nothing says, hey, this item hurts somebody when they hit him with it really hard like breaking it over your knee right afterwards. Now I get it. Baseball players do that with ball bats. Ball bats would hurt, but maybe don't immediately break it over your knee after you just beat somebody with it. Uh, By the way, guys, a note, Jimmy Van has said, a Fightful founder said that he will match all the donations from today's uh, super chats to go to any, any variety of causes. I didn't want to nail down one in the past. We've done Sammy for Syria, but um, Ace Austin and Gia Miller just lost their home. I thought that one might be a good one. A lot of good ones that uh, that could possibly go to. And yeah, but uh, Daniel says Goldberg should have brought Arn Anderson to Saudi instead of his son. Sunberg wasn't there. Sunberg didn't make the trip. Well, maybe he didn't want him to go to Saudi Arabia. I mean, if he's worried about his son, he probably shouldn't. Uh, thank goodness Bobby wasn't facing Arn. <laughs> I love how everybody is just in on the Arn gag now. I really like it. This is one of my favorite Goldberg matches. When Goldberg matches are done right, oh, I love them. I love a good sprint that is just spot, 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 spot. Did you see the the, the barricade spear coming? I sure didn't, Denise. I liked it. <laughs> I liked everything that they did in this match, man. And I'm so glad because, you know, I'm a Goldberg fan, and sometimes they don't make it easy to be a Goldberg fan, you know? So when we get wins they. like this, I appreciate it. 69 names Deegan says when Bobby said he had a weapon in his pants, I didn't know he was being literal. 
<laughs> Love the hurt business is super helpful attack on Goldberg. They were like the cronies that you beat up in a video game and they like they just disappear after you've beaten they them. They got taken out of this picture fast. I was expecting a little bit more there, but no, it's just like boom, boom, out. Brandon Charles Powell said, Heard Undertaker was at the show. Not sure if it's true or not, but what better time to show up than after the Lashley Goldberg match? So Undertaker was in Saudi Arabia yesterday to be like, hey guys, it's Mr. 305. It's Mr. Worldwide. It's Pitbull. But he wasn't at Crown Jewel. Well, dude, dude, how much money do you think he got paid for that? Okay, so so basically in 2019, I don't know how many people know this, but in 2019... When a and WWE had started to do this before, quite frankly, they didn't want to touch Matt Riddle until New Japan and ROH announced MSG. Then they're like, "Oh, they're making a big play. They're going to sign Riddle." So they finally signed him. They brought Hogan back that week because they didn't want Hogan going out there and waving to anybody else at MSG after years of him being away. Then the next year, AEW starts. And Conrad is breaking through in the podcast world, and they probably don't want Undertaker out there doing a podcast or popping up anywhere else. So they're like, hey, let's sign you to a 15-year deal. And he's like, hey, I'm about to retire, you know. We don't care. What we'll do is do a documentary, which ruled. We'll we'll do a graveyard match. Cool, that ruled. We'll we'll do your retirement. Oh, that's fine. Well, then what else are you going to do? Well, he's big in Saudi, so they're going to have him ride on those damn floats and all that stuff that he, he rides on. He's ridden on floats there. He's coming over and doing stuff like this. He's doing the Netflix stuff, which, you know, admittedly, I watched. It was all right. Ray Ban Rett says, take her doing cameos for Pitbull now. Um, 2018, 2019, whenever he signed the damn deal. But basically, they didn't want him doing other stuff with other people, and they're finding stuff for him to do, and he's making good money. I mean... Sure, why not? It fits into the theme for Pitbull, like a Halloween-themed Pitbull concert, and you have The Undertaker introducing you. Uh, It was super random, but kind of hilarious. Man. Well, um, I'll tell you what was awesome. Xavier Woods is king of the ring. I was so happy. Hold on. Somebody said, Riddle was signed in 2018. Hey, buddy, what I just said was... What I just said was... When Ring of Honor and New Japan announced their MSG deal, that's when WWE changed their stance on Matt Riddle. And they said, oh, they're making a play to do something big. We better not let him just hang around and evolve anymore. Same with Hogan. When the MSG show was announced, they changed their their percep- they changed their changed their way of dealing with them. Then AEW was announced like six months later. This was about the New Japan ROH thing. And then later on, AEW was announced and kind of put a kibosh on that. Pay attention, guys. I was, I pay attention. Pay attention. Are you going to start quizzing us now? Like pop quiz? I should. Whoa. I oh. said, look, look at 69 names. He said what he said. Open your ears. My God. You know what, Ace? I, I accept your apology. I accept. Gosh, Sean, you're gracious. so mean. I just Making people apologize apology. on the stream. I just accepted an apology. Are you kidding me? I just accepted. You remember the two names of the camels? Yes. What are they? 
You know what's on the back of But what are the damn names of the two types of camels? Xander and don't cheat. The King of you, the you Ring. You can't even pass your own pop quiz. King of the Ring. Xavier Woods won. Fun match. Good, good setup into his finish. I love that he's using the springboard elbow. I love it. Uh, Joel Pearl announces this distraction. Uh, Super Chats will also be uh, donated to charity. Um, Denise, what did you think of this? I, for me, I'm just excited that Xavier Woods is king of the ring. It's something he's always wanted. Uh, and th that, why not? This thing ain't going to matter anyway, so why not? Well, first of all, I got to tell you that I wasn't entirely sure that they were going to go with Xavier Woods. Part of me thought that this was going to be, you know, Finn Balor, them just getting the heat and all of that good stuff. So to be honest, heading into this, I was like 50-50 trying to decide which direction they were going to go into. Uh, a couple of the things that I did like from this match was uh, during the first portion of the match, they kind of were like, uh, exchanging chops with one another. And there was a moment where we saw this like new level of aggression come in from Xavier Woods, where like he kind of leveled it up and started like being really aggressive with Finn Balor. Um, I really like that. Um, I like when Woods went for the elbow, but then uh, Finn ended up like turning around and getting out of it. And then he goes for the coup de gras and he ends up missing the coup de gras because Woods essentially gets out of the way. Uh, then Woods hits him with an insecurity after that. I love that, like that whole sequence of events. I was a fan of that. Uh, Woods getting the win at the end. Obviously, good moment for everybody. Uh, I'm interested to see, though. I, saw, I kind of, there was a little portion of me that sensed. And then I saw, like, a couple people writing to me on Twitter about this. And I wasn't entirely sure. But I'm wondering if they're going to still, like, I don't know. I'm wondering like what direction they're going to choose to go with now with Xavier Woods as King of the Ring. Like, are they going to let him be the baby face that he should be? Or are they going to go in, in a different direction? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I wasn't completely convinced here that we're going to be seeing this like full on baby yeah. face King of the Ring. I don't know if we'll see that. Tremaine says Xavier now joins the great ranks of Stone Cold, Bret Hart and King Mabel. So happy this is his WrestleMania. And it, it's such an easy one to give somebody. Why not? I want to see Kofi buy completely into this and be like his jester. Not not like out of maliciousness, just because Kofi's like, hell yeah, you helped me accomplish my dreams. I'm going to help you accomplish yours. Like, Xavier won't throw the pancakes. He has Kofi do it. Kofi's his oh, yeah. jester, doing all the goofy stuff. Xavier is too serious for this. I think this can be tongue-in-cheek. I think it can like make fun of the other King of the Rings type of thing. Like, we know Xavier's not really taking it this serious, but he's pretending that he's taking it this serious. Um, I'm so excited to see this ridiculous okay. shit that he does. Because already he was like, I control the camera cuts and yes. this and that. I was like, okay, all right, cool. You know, like you'd be like kind of like going around and essentially being like trying to take like king kingly duties. Is kingly a word? King like? Yeah. King esque? Yes. Uh, Kyle Collins says, was going to say, I'd like to see the old King get the title shot and get Woods versus Big E, but forgot he and Kofi are going to SmackDown. Well, I mean, they write the rules. They could say, as, as a reward for King of the Ring, you get whatever title shot you want. I mean, they just did that on NXT, and it worked just fine. They, they did that, and it made for a good thing from Carmelo Hayes, and that was good. Um, Pedro says, all hail King Woods. With Xavier's King of the Ring win, do you think we'll see him go on a singles run and potentially going after singles gold? 
I think Kofi and Xavier over the next year will both get singles title shots as we march towards Reigns getting two years. I think, you know, there's Lesnar. I think we're probably getting three out of Drew, probably getting one or two out of Jeff Hardy at some point, probably Xavier, Kofi, maybe one out of uh, Nakamura as well, but they're not that deep over there. So I think you, you probably have to lean on, on make the rounds. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Brian says, I hope Woods brings his departy persona of decaying. <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. Christopher Hart says, where do you think Balor goes from here? Um, I would like to see him go heel, Denise. I would like to see him be very pissed off about this and get that's, some edge. That's what I thought was going to happen. I think he'd be a great challenger to Big E. I think that would be really fun. Uh, I think that's the direction I want to see him going in. And that's like kind of like the prediction that I've had now for you know the last couple of days. Brady Thompson says, a few dollars to say thank you for watching these shows so I don't have to. Well, you know what? If you don't want to watch this, you can go to FightfulMag.com. Subscribe to our uh, new Fightful magazine, print and digital editions. we got the CM Punk uh, cover issue up right now. I've mentioned uh, all the features in there in the past. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Fire Pro Wrestling, Thunder Rosa, John Cena. we got Cody Diener writing for us. We have uh, some very interesting names that are going to be writing for that in the future. We unveiled the next cover with Darby Allen, and we've got Shaza McKenzie writing for us and profiling the Australian scene. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. You guys are really going to like it. Big E, Drew McIntyre. They were big, meaty men slapping meat, Denise. Yeah, they were. This was one of my favorite matches of the night. This was really good. I... Like, this was totally different than the Hell in a Cell match, and I get it, but I kind of like this match more than the Hell in a Cell match. Like, I'm going to rank it above just because, for me, uh, it hit the right spots that I like. Literally, both of these guys, both of these big guys manhandling one another, and I think this was a really nice reminder of what Drew McIntyre can do in the ring. Like, obviously, it wasn't totally forgotten, but, you know, he hasn't necessarily been, uh, you know, a front runner right now in Raw. So I really liked this match, them going back and forth. I I don't think you can deny that both of them have really good chemistry with one another, and they kind of brought out the best in uh in each other. I was a fan of this match. I really enjoyed it as well. Them going for all their big moves and you don't see the beginning. It kicked out of very much or, or the claymore or anything like that. And going up to the top rope, this was the sirloin beef sons of bitches match that it needed to be. And now drew moves on drew moves on to, to SmackDown. All I ask, please get him some wins before you have him against reigns. And if you expect him to get super over compared to Roman Reigns, I got some bad news for you. It is not going to work. All right. So, like, looking at that SmackDown roster and what it's going to be like, they don't have a lot of, like, big stars. Their roster is more of, like, a lot of, like, people that they can potentially build up to be big stars. But right now, in terms of, like, the roster, I do think that, you know, Drew McIntyre – he's definitely going to be somebody going up against Roman soon, but they definitely, like you said, they got to give him those wins. Uh, I think that this, you know, feud that he had with Big E definitely sets him up, you know, going into the SmackDown roster. Cause had he gone from, you know, 
doing this whole thing with Shanky and Veer and Jinder and then going into SmackDown. It really wasn't going to get you all that hyped for him going to the to the, to the blue brand. So essentially having him, uh, you know, finish this off with Big E in an exciting way and one of the best matches of the night, like I said, um, this was a good way to sort of, you know, kind of get him back up to that level where he used to be at. I, I am very concerned for the top level of SmackDown for the immediate future because I love watching Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, Nakamura, and Drew. I love watching them all. I, I enjoy them all as people, as characters, as performers. I don't believe a single one of them is beating Roman Reigns. Not no. a one of them. All so, those names are pretty much slotted already, so you already know what you're going to get from those people. And to be fair, this is the Roman Reigns you've always wanted. This is the run you've always wanted him to go on. This is why you coronated him 732 times. This is the run. I'm fine with a two-year reign for Roman Reigns. You just need something like, I can tell the stories that are going to be told, and they'll do it to the best of their abilities because Paul Heyman's involved, because Roman Reigns is involved. They'll do the best they can, but. And it's one of the best things they got going right now. And yeah. they could definitely bank on this in the future. So they got to play their cards right with this whole Roman story. SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh boy, this was good. Pratik uh, K says, Bianca is so good. And our friend Kari Fly says, SummerSlam uh, went nowhere. SummerSlam match went nowhere. Bianca got screwed for nothing. PWI Women's title or PWI Women's number one and no title. Nobody likes to get screwed for nothing, that's for sure. Bianca did. What are they? There's got to be more to this. First off, love the match, adored the match. There's got to be something more to this because Becky Lynch, championship for the other brand, you know how it, how it goes. She's on Raw now, SmackDown champion. Charlotte's on SmackDown, Raw champion. Uh, we had posted on Fightful Select yesterday. Uh, Charlotte wouldn't be here. She wouldn't be added to this. She's in Mexico, has a signing in Wichita in the morning. She wasn't going to be here. They weren't going to add her. They might, maybe they won't do the trade, Denise, because at Survivor Series, they got to face each other. So you think from now until Survivor Series, they'll just be appearing on both shows? Maybe. And or will they just like have the SmackDown bout on Raw and then? I think they'll appear on both shows. And. Okay. In this particular instance, I'm okay with it because there is a bit of a precedence. There's a precedence for and against it. There's a precedence for them just trading titles, which is stupid. But Big E was a SmackDown star who won the Raw title and appeared on both shows. So there's precedence for it. I'm okay. It's scripted. Ain't that damn upset about it. Maybe they do a unification or some sort of swap or something at Survivor Series. What? How do you think, before we even get into how good this damn match was, all right, so I definitely do not want them to do the swap. I just think it makes the title seem like less than, and that's n obviously you don't want to make your title seem like less than. Uh, so I would prefer them doing something at SummerSlam. Um, I was going to say the unification, but not so much so. I want to find a way where they still uh, where they still essentially end up with, you know, a, having a raw champion and a SmackDown champion, but obviously coordinating to their proper brands. And I don't know if that includes maybe doing a triple threat, doing a four way, doing something along those lines. That seems like something they could do, but I don't know. 
I don't know, but I would prefer for them to do some to figure out something along those lines so that they don't have to swap the titles. Because again, I thought for the longest time that they were going to just add Charlotte to this, or I thought that they were just going to have Sasha Banks win this match and make things a lot easier. Uh, clearly, I was wrong on all of those accounts. Colin says when Charlotte and Becky switched titles, would it count towards Charlotte's total count? Yeah, it did with the other guys. It did with New Day. Was it New Day and Street Profits? Did it really count as like an extra? It's, it, it's ended their current reign and started a new reign for the other titles. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought they just like, okay, yeah. well, there you go. Murray says Europeans in okay. AEW show to watch live. You all can. It's on fight. Uh, 69 names. Deegan says this is my match of the night. Wasn't a match to the fan of the finish. So scared they're going to trade the titles. Um as am I. But Tune77 says, the triple threat was balls. Bianca is special. Becky's awesome. Sasha's the best wrestler in the world. I'll die on that hill. There are a few performers that I enjoy watching more than Sasha Banks. That woman is so good at everything. Like, somehow, while using the familiar offense, the, the knee-based offense, she finds ways to do new stuff. Bianca is starting to do that with her hair. She has offense that is completely original and unique to her. Like when Sasha Banks has a hold of it, it's between her legs and Bianca just yanks, flips, slams. The offense in this was so good. The one-arm press slam from Bianca Belair was such an amazing sight. WWE does triple threat, four-way, etc. matches so, so well because their performers can compete at this pace to an extreme level, Denise. I thought they knocked it out of the park. This was everything I wanted it to be, and it was it was really great. So I literally, like, I think that moment where Bianca lifts up Sasha Banks, like, that was a hard thing to do for both of them because you kind of yeah. had, like, Sasha Banks who was, like, in a plank position. Uh, and it was, like, it was hard on her to do the plank position as well. And then also for Sa for Bianca Belair just to be, like, you know, like, completely lifting her up that way. Um, dude, that was super cool. I think that's one of those moments that, uh, you know, like, all of their little, like, promos, even on their intros, you know, how you get, like, all these different clips of, like, different moments. I think this is a clip that they should add to that because it kind of just like it to me it was kind of meaningful for them to do something to have that moment and maybe I'm reading way too much into this but when you have a woman's match in a card in a location like Saudi Arabia and you see a woman uh essentially do something like this on uh and obviously they're athletes and they're doing a lot of other incredible things but when you kind of have her just standing there carrying another woman above her head and having a big old smile on her face it's kind of the whole anything you can do i can do better thing and it to me like it it I don't know. It meant that one specific moment just meant a lot more uh, to me, especially given the event and location in which they were at. Um, but in terms of like everything else, I do want to put over Bianca Belair and you already put over Sasha Banks, but I want to put over Bianca Belair in this because I really thought that she was the one that just like, man, she was just working. She's been working so well. And then she just, you know, had that great match with Charlotte. But in this match, though, she was just doing so much. She was just showing everything and working so well with, you know, with Sasha and with Becky. I really love that. And I just kind of feel like, man, there's just there's a whole world to essentially be uh 
you know, pulled out of her right there. So I want to give her a shout out, especially for that. And then secondly, there was a moment too where both Sasha and Becky essentially realize that they have an opportunity to take yeah. down Bianca Belair. And they kind of look at each other and they have this moment <laughs> and the camera captures them. And then they like go for it and they both get her into uh, separate submissions. Oh, I love that. that moment. That's how that Bianca really cool. should be portrayed. She shouldn't be portrayed as, oh, the, your neighbor, the girl around the block. Oh, gee golly. She should be portrayed as, she is special and there are not other people like her. That's, that's exactly. how she should be portrayed. And then uh, Becky Lynch essentially like, did she jump from the barricade or did she jump, jump from the commentary table? Because she it was kinda the table. Just, it was it, a the table, table, right? Was, yeah. She just like flew in, to, like leaped out of nowhere onto them. I really liked both of that. And then um, I was, I'm glad that it didn't end. Um, I'm glad that it didn't end when uh, Becky had both of the, both girls in, uh, in the submission. I'm glad that it didn't end there because I was kind of like not necessarily crazy about that. Uh, Becky essentially winning. A lot of people were guessing that that was going to happen. Yeah. And I think it just once, makes it a little bit more complicated. Once Charlotte won, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Kari says, did you see Sasha do the stratisfaction into the bank statement? Sasha versus Trish is coming. Do you all feel the excitement in the air? So maybe even a day ago, I would have been like, ah, I don't know. Maybe not. Well, then, two hours ago, Trish Stratus posts a picture of her abs with about 0.1% body fat and says, always ready. Oh, I didn't see that because I recently saw that Sasha Banks was essentially saying that, you know, she's been she's been saying this yeah. for a while that she wants to wrestle, wrestle Trish, but... I didn't see this picture that Trish Stratus posted, so I'll look at it afterwards. I, I believe 45-year-old, soon-to-be 46-year-old Trish Stratus would still be able to go. I saw her two years ago live. was very, very good. That would be uh, fantastic. Nathan says, Bex comes out on Raw, travel the world, defend my title in the best in the universe, and renames it the Universal Women's Championship. Why not? Paul cool. won the WDB Championship and the, the Universal Championship. Ray-Ban Rett says, I miss when the titles weren't tied to a brand like the Tag Team Championships and the World Tag Team Championships. Well, they were tied to a brand. They just weren't named it. Tremaine says, Sasha versus Okada. I bet they would have a great match. <laughs> and Matt Rykeel says, hoping WWE is about to are able to get the boss for the end of, or of the head of the table storyline in 2023. Great review, SRS and Denise. I don't know what you mean get the boss for the end of the head of the table. I hope you mean, I think you mean the rock maybe in that one, but because I don't think you mean uh, Sasha there, <clears throat> Denise, I think it would be safe to say that Roman reigns has um, significantly improved over the last year and a half. Right. You think? Yeah. Like we, <laughs> five, I was like being we sarcastic there, there was a callback in this match to a tug of war that reigns and Lesnar had. And I mean, we are now years removed from the suffering succotash promo, right? Right. Well, you know, unfortunately, some people are having having suffering fuckatash, Denise. And right, we I don't, don't with this. we don't want their fuckatash to suffer. We want them to revamp their penises multiple with bluechew.com. <laughs> Become the head of the table or the head of the headboard in your own house with bluechew.com. 
and the code Fightful. That's right. BlueChew.com brings you a chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Or if you're not on a schedule, maybe, maybe you feel like you've got some unfair booking. Maybe you've been put in some creative situations that you don't approve of. May Oh, ow. Ow. <laughs> maybe... <laughs> Maybe it's you're tired ugly. of that it's suffering fuckatash and you're ready for a bloodline straight to your penis. Well, you'll have harder, stronger erections thanks to Blue Chew and you'll get it for free with that code Fightful. Just pay $5 shipping. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. No waiting in line at the doctor's office. It's prepared and shipped direct in the USA. It comes straight to you so you can... Wow. Why is it halved again? Why are you? Because like, I, I know can't. you want to make it big. You may look like a wiffle ball bat, like a I'm big sorry. wiffle ball bat. I'm trying. Use the code Fightful at BlueChew.com. Hit them up at BlueChew. Get BlueChew. Or no, it's just, it's just BlueChew on Twitter now. Denise, so we got to talk about something here. What are we talking? I need to add detail, don't I? No, maybe... Like if you chop it in, if you cut a, you basically gave it extension surgery, and the balls well, are way I'm, too small in comparison. Like those balls have been on roids or something. Well, oh, maybe, maybe it's not. like a cold one. I don't know. It depends yeah, on how you. Cold you're... one, it'd be limp if that were the case. Okay, then. <laughs> or shoveled up rather. There you go. Ah, <sighs> Joey Bagadonut says Denise is the Becky Lynch of paper cutting junk. Well, here we go. Bertrand Soup says Reigns always had the star potential, just needed time to grow. No, he needed booked better. I think. And this is better. Now, was the finish overbooked with a ref bump and a belt being thrown in and the Usos coming in and a belt shot? Yes, it was super overbooked. Way overbooked. But I thought the match itself was pretty good. Malcolm Mitchell says, crazy now. Roman's physically bigger than Brock. Brock doesn't, yeah, Brock is leaning out now. Injection says, do you think, you don't think Brock is winning at Rumble Mania? No, I don't think so. I think you move on. But Denise, what'd you think of this match? All right. I love this match. I loved it. I love so much that they did uh, throughout this entire match. I mean, all right. I don't even know where to start. Okay. Roman literally like launching himself like over the damn ropes and flying like God, I don't even know. Uh, landing right on Brock Lesnar. That was awesome. Uh, there was, um, I'm sorry, I'm going through my notes right now. There was a moment where Roman literally went for a spear and you just see Brock Lesnar like leapfrog over him. That was fantastic as well. Brock Lesnar getting him with all of those uh, uh, German suplexes. I think he ended up getting like four and then he got him with the F5. Uh, there was a moment there too where I thought the match was over and I thought, oh my God, like what if, like just what if, you know? Uh, I think they did a good job of, even though I was expecting Roman Reigns to win this match, they did a good job of fooling me and getting me like anticipated for the possibility that there was a chance that just maybe just maybe Brock Lesnar would win during this and the crowd was super hot so shout out to um, everybody that was there because they did a really good job there when Brock went for the F5 and then Roman locked him in the guillotine for a second there too I thought it was over but then he hits him with the spine buster I like that too uh, and then it was after this that I stopped liking everything that we saw so everything that I said up until this point fantastic and then everything else just kind of went to the shitter because I thought it was so dumb that it took forever 
forever to get the damn referee out. And I was kind of like, all right, well, now you just, I just already know what's going to happen now. The second that the referee takes 20, 50 years to come out, like this is not believable for me. He should have been out there a lot faster. And that's when I knew all these shenanigans were going to go down with Paul Heyman throwing the belt right into the middle. I thought, okay, all right, we're going somewhere. Maybe I'm wrong here. We're going somewhere, but this kind of just left me with more question marks and I get it. That's probably what it was supposed to do. Cause he kind of just threw with the belt right in the center. And then I think he said, you know what to do, but he didn't necessarily direct it to either Brock or to Roman. So I don't really know who we were not supposed to know who he was really talking about. Um, and he, then, he very, he left it very ambiguous there. And yes. at the end of the match by throwing the title in the middle of both of them and saying, you know what to do. And he shouted that at the belt. It's almost like he was shouting it at the title. It's like yeah. he's shouting it at the title belt. Lead me to where I need to go as opposed to anybody else. And I didn't hate that necessarily. But then you have the Usos coming in and super kicking Brock. I thought like, all right, whatever. And then you see Roman Reigns use the bow and essentially finally get the win there. And then we finally get the referee. And obviously, then he gets the win. I mean, he counts the win. But I'm just like, all right, all of this, like you lost me after after uh, the second the bow was thrown in and all of that and the ref took forever to come out, they lost me. I thought this was a lot of fun. Spear gets kicked out of, F5 gets kicked out of. These are two big sirloin beef sons of bitches. These are quite literally the two top guys in maybe the industry as far as name goes right now, unless John Cena pops back up. Tremaine says, it was overbooked, but to be fair, during the Fed's most profitable period shows, always ended with 20 people running in and interfering. Yeah, they did. Um, so if you like that kind of thing, you like that kind of thing. Uh, Kieran George says, ponytail, full beard, Viking Brock is goaded. When 2K22 drops, I'm giving him all the belts. Hard to disagree with that. I thought in all, this was maybe the best Saudi Arabia show they've done, Denise. It was. There's a lot of really good stuff. Because, okay, I really loved Brock Roman. I really loved the women's triple threat. I loved Big E, Drew McIntyre. King of the Ring match was good. Bobby Lashley Goldberg was better than anticipated. And then uh, same thing for the first two opening matches, the Helen Sal and then uh, Ali and Mansoor. They're, everything was pretty much good. That's our review. You all can stay tuned for the distraction today, which uh, was was delayed by a little bit. Uh, you can also subscribe to them at youtube.com slash Fightful Distraction, but we have a whole bunch of shows this weekend. Between that and all the, the interviews I mentioned, we have a post-Smackdown show. Kate is on the Jericho Cruise, so we have TK Trinidad filling in. Then Saturday... I'm so jealous of Kate. She's going to be on the Jericho Cruise. Well, actually, not really, because cruises care, scare me. There you go. Saturday, we have the Grapsity podcast at noon after AEW. We have a post-AEW show. That night, we have Impact Bound for Glory because Bound for Glory, reminder, starts 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. I thought that was very wise. They're in Vegas, so they're like, what the hell do we care? But also, on Saturday, Denise, it's two people are golfing for number one confrendership for me. Oh, yeah, that's a thing, too, because you're so I, special. What I want to happen is me to beat both of them, and then I'm my own best friend. Yeah, you that's, would do that. I could see I that happening. That. Your ego is big enough for that. Yeah, Luis says, just got home. Did Woods become king? He sure did. Hope everything went well for you today, Luis. Freddie says, the pay-per-view was worth speeding down the 110 to get home in time. Denise will get it. 
It was very good. Bianca being named number one was major for us. Uh, yeah, very, very happy. Uh, Bianca deserves all those accolades. And I thought this was a good show, Freddie. I agree. And I hope I never have to deal with that traffic, at least until Denise's wedding, where apparently I will have to deal with that traffic. But hell yeah, you yeah. are. It's going to be it's going to be awesome when you're just sitting there oh, stuck man. in traffic. And I'm picking you up from the airport, man. I want to see you suffer. I want to see you suffer tra- through traffic or paying high Uber prices. It's going to be fantastic. I'm looking Tell the people where it. they can find you, Denise. Well, you also forgot on a Saturday on top of, you know, AEW, Bound for Glory, GCW. and all that good stuff. There's also GCW, which yeah. I will be at uh, ring announcing and doing that. So that's going to be very exciting. Uh, really good lineup ahead. Uh, so I can't wait for that. But other than that, um, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Literally right after this, I'm going to post my review of season three of you. So if you are a Ooh. fan of the show and you want to get my thoughts on it, um, that's going to probably be up in the next like hour or so as soon as I'm done here. And then Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo and a bunch of other fun stuff. Really liked that season. Thought it was good. Thought it was nonstop. Uh, you guys should check that out. Freddie wraps us up. It says, I look forward to Fightful after every show, especially listing you, boy. I appreciate all of you all, especially Denise. Damn it. Freddie, Freddie, don't feed her ego. Keep up the great work. L.A. Guys, thank you all so much. Stay tuned for the distraction. We're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.